This is the Mirror Project Podcast, an ongoing documentary series that sheds the light on the inconsistencies of the pandemic and the relationship between governments, tech giants, big pharma, and mainstream media. To watch the full video series, go to www.mp-22.com. You are listening to Vaccinationism. been waiting and hoping for the day when the searchlights of science would pick out our invisible enemy and give us the power to stop that enemy from making us ill. And now the scientists have done it. The vaccination campaign is about to start and the big question is, will it be mandatory? And it seems that it's the only question you are allowed to ask when it comes to vaccines these days. People have been writing to me for months, terrified that a vaccine will be compulsory. And I've responded by saying, don't be so absolutely ridiculous. It could never possibly happen. We're a conservative government, after all. And now we discover, now we discover that a vaccination may be a passport to the acquisition of your civil liberties. And without which you will have all sorts of things that you would be able to do denied to you. When science itself is politicized, it is hardly surprising that people have concerns about a new vaccine. In response, rather than presenting people with facts and allowing free debate, doubters are mocked and calls go out for bans and coercion. We have been made suspicious and yet, dissent is forbidden. Research that shows supports lockdown, mask wearing and vaccines is promoted before it has been peer reviewed while studies that challenge the consensus struggle to get a platform at all. Social media platforms have gone into overdrive, removing content and banning lockdown blasphemers. The Royal Society and the British Academy are calling in their report for the spreading of anti-vax conspiracy theories to be made a criminal offence. You would think the opposition party would be asking the government the tough questions. However, the same orchestrated response is seen here, and the Labour Party is calling for emergency anti-vaccine laws. That's the censorship part. Now they still need to sell it to you. Big pharmaceutical companies and the government have teams of psychologists and advertising agencies working on studying your behaviour in order to persuade you to roll up your shirt and take the new jab. A recent contract for four million pounds went to MNC Saatchi to promote the flu jab in November. In an average year, the flu virus kills 11,000 people, and this isn't an average year. They went as far as changing the human medicine regulations in a number of key areas. Civil liability and immunity. In simple terms, if the vaccine causes injury or death, the manufacturer cannot be sued. The government's argument is this, and I quote, If manufacturers are asked to supply an unlicensed medicine in response to a public health threat, 
it is unfair to ask them to take responsibility for the consequences of the use of that medicine. Vaccine Promotion In the UK, there is a prohibition on promoting an unlicensed medicine to the public. The UK government is proposing that this prohibition is disabled to allow advertising the COVID-19 vaccine to the public. So maybe in the coming months you will start seeing vaccine advertisements everywhere. FCB Health London's Director of Behavioural Science says audience analysis is key to developing the right messages to market the vaccine. The aim is to design tools in a way that optimises their effectiveness in driving a change, rather than just conveying information. In the UK, plans by the NHS to enlist celebrities to help with marketing the vaccine includes Instagrammers and TikTokers that will also be used to help promote bridgeheads into hard-to-reach demographics. I'm going to use celebrities to try to get people to have a vaccine because people don't trust politicians. Well, I, I think it's certainly the case that um, uh, people sometimes take with a pinch of salt um, uh, some of the, the things that politicians of any party say, which is why I think it's important that uh, we're led by the science and we're led by uh, the authoritative, authoritative evidence um, that vaccines work. So far, they addressed any vaccine opposition by censoring it, achieve maximum reach by mass advertising, and the final step is imposing restrictions on those who do not wish to take it, whatever their reasons may be, and incentivizing those who do take it. Even your GPs will get £12 for every shot given. And with this, creating more division in society. I talk to my colleagues in other airlines around the globe and I think it's going to be a common team across the board. And what we're looking at is how you can have a vaccination, a passport, an electronic version of it that certifies what the vaccine is, is it acceptable to the country you're travelling to. So there's a lot of logistics, a lot of technology that'll be needed to put in place to make this happen. But the airlines and the governments are working on this as we speak. It will start with businesses, airlines, sporting events and concerts. Then once the public gets used to the idea, it will become a requirement to gain entry visas to travel or even apply for a passport. Can I say that that would be absolutely disproportionate to a, a virus with a mortality rate of verging on 1%. It would equally be a terrible precedent to set for other vaccines and medicines. So to answer the question we asked at the beginning of the video, technically it won't be mandatory at the start. But if we get to the point that you cannot travel, attend a concert or gain certain employment because you choose not to be vaccinated, isn't this discrimination to say the least? If the government turns a blind eye to allowing businesses like airlines and restaurants to refuse to let people in unless they've had the vaccination, the government's got to decide whether it's willing to allow people to discriminate on that basis. Discrimination. It would be vaccinationism, which we must, of course, resist. Censorship does not change minds. Never has. Instead, the doubts are often redoubled. Once you start censoring and fining and arresting, people start to question your intentions. We need people to take it. 
We don't know if this vaccine will prevent transmission or any of them. We have to wait for the science to tell us. Nobody wants lockdowns and to see the damage they do. But if you want that dream to come true, as quickly as it can come true, then you have to take the vaccine. Whatever your views on vaccines are, you must find the coordinated obsession with vaccines by government, big tech corporations and big pharmaceutical companies a little suspicious. COVID-19 is nowhere near the list of top killers to be warranted such a disproportionate response. The entire global scientific community is working together to beat this thing. And we're using science to help make it happen. Because when science wins, we all win. If all of these efforts were purely for the good of humanity, why are private pharmaceutical companies allowed to profit from it? What we are seeing now seems like the governments, big tech corporations and big pharmaceutical companies are furthering their agenda for more dominance at our expense. Just take a look at their share prices, then go and ask any business on your street how they are doing. Thank you for listening. Our content has no place on social media anymore, so please subscribe directly to www.mp-22.com.